Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right. This is Elder G. Bazaar. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The one that was, the one that is, and the one that is to come. The Almighty, the Everlasting Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the one, the only one. He is coming back. He is coming back. He's coming back to earth. He's earthbound. He's coming back to what? Judge the world. Judgment is due. Judgment, God has lingered. He has lingered for the last 6,000 years. He has lingered with man. He's been patient with man. He's told man. And most of all, what he did, nobody else could do, nobody will ever do, is that God himself sent his only son, begotten son, the begotten of God, the righteous one, the everlasting father, who is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is, you hear what I said? Jesus Christ is God almighty, bodily. When you look at Jesus Christ, you're looking straight to see what God looked like in the flesh. But no man has seen God in the spirit. Nobody has ever approached God in his Sakana glory. The only man in history that got so close to God that he thought he could look at him, and that was Moses. Moses was the only man that got so close to God that he felt like that he could see God face to face. And God Almighty, God Almighty told Moses. And if he's telling Moses, he's telling every human being on this planet. Moses said, Lord, let me see your face. And God Almighty said to Moses, no man, can look at me and live. No man can see my face and live in the human body. In other words, God was telling Moses, although Moses, you are my servant, you are my my chosen one that I've told you to lead the people out of Israel. I gave you the law. I gave you the responsibility. And I, I, I called you out of the bald bushes. And you were supposed to be dead because all the firstborn was to be killed whoo, under the Egyptian ruler and kingship. And God said, no man can see my face and live. So listen to this. Listen to this. If no man can see God's face and live, what kind of God is he? He's a righteous God. He's a God of Light. He's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a holy God. He cannot look upon sin. Not that Moses was a sinner, but Moses had a sinful body. And the sinful body, listen to me now, a sinful body cannot stand in the presence of God Almighty in his glory, in his Shekinah glory, in his glory that nothing can stand. The power and God expressing on his face. We don't know what he looked like, but whatever he looked like, it ain't pretty. Woo! It's not pretty. 
One thing it is, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be pretty when men stand before God Almighty, and and if he gonna stand before God Almighty, he can't stand before God in a natural body. Otherwise, he'll be disintegrated. He'll just he'll just be he oh my God, he'll just go into a a a, a pattern form. It'll be a pile of dust if any man tried to stand in the front of God in his natural body. So the only way that a man can see God face to face, look straight into his eyes face to face, number one, he has to be born again before he even think about seeing him face to face. And after he's born again, before he can see God face to face, he must have a change. And that's a change from the mortal body to immortality. In other words, a man, woman, boy, or girl has to become a spirit with a spiritual body with no sin in his presence at all before he can ever look at God straight at his face. No man can see God and live. Nothing can stand before God and live because God is so powerful. He is so, his unlimited power, power beyond my mind can even comprehend. When you can take nothing and create something, you got to have power, and God only has that kind of power. So what I'm saying to you this evening, I'm saying to you, we serve a mighty God. In order for God, in order for God to do what he did in the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ, God Almighty had to become flesh before he could touch man, look at man, before he can before he can even eat, before he can even sleep, before he can even do anything, he had to become man. When he became man, he had the man nature. He was sinless. He was sinless. Jesus Christ was a sinless man. The reason he was sinless, because he was God-man. He was God in man. He was, in, he was God in a physical body, and that physical body was a human body. And that human body, when he was born, he was born without sin. He was born perfect. He was born holy. It's a holy child. When he was born, he was born to do what? He was born to die. My, 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 my. He was born to die. And when he died, he died a physical death. And that physical death had power enough. He had power enough to shed his blood and open up a fountain that was filled with blood. He was able to suffer like man. He was able to cry like man. He got hungry like man. He had desires like man. And the desires were holy, not unholy. So since he was a perfect man, that was a perfect sacrifice that God prepared for what? For the sins of man, because the sins of man was laid upon the cross, upon Jesus Christ. All the sins that were committed since Adam and Eve, Jesus Christ paid in full the sins of the whole round world. In other words, the Old Testament saints sin, the New Testament saints sin, the tribulation saints sin, the millennium, millennium saints sin. He died. Ain't nobody else could do that. 
Ain't no other God can do that. Then what is wrong with us human race? They're serving every other God but the God of creation, the God that's alive, the God that can move, can talk, can walk, a God that loves his creation, the God that became a human being so he could feel the same thing that a human can feel, and he was able to have a blood system, and that blood system was not by the will of man, not by flesh and blood, not by some uh, uh, entity, or not by no other evil uh, spirit, but it was born of God. God himself impregnated Mary's womb with the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is holy. The Holy Ghost is powerful. The Holy Ghost is righteous. The Holy Ghost is God. The Holy Ghost was sent from heaven on the day of Pentecost, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost gave them power to do what? Preach Christ. When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you have a witness in you. And that witness is to tell the world that Jesus Christ is God Almighty, that he died on Calvary's cross and stayed in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. And he got up on the third day morning for what kind of sin? Every lowdown, rotten, abominable sin that man could do. And that is lying, cheating, backbiting, whoremongering, drunk driving, whatever you want to call it, drugs, uh, homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, incest with incest sex, pornography. He died for the drunkard. He died for the prostitute. He died for sin. Sin destroys the soul. What I mean destroys, it hardens the heart of the soul. When the more you sin, the harder your heart gets. And that's why the Bible says, remember now, remember now, remember now your creator in the days of our youth. Why the evil days come not. When you will say, I have no desire in them. Why is it good to receive Christ while you're young? Because the longer you live in sin, the longer you reject Jesus Christ, the longer you do what you want to do, the longer you <clears throat> You have a feeling that you don't need a Savior. Your heart gets hard until you get up in your 60s and 70s that your heart is hardened. You think God is going to let you get into heaven without accepting his son, Jesus Christ. Well, that's a lying wonder. No man can enter the kingdom of God unless he be born again of what? Of the Spirit. And the Spirit is what? Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is who? God Almighty. How can man live in, how can Jesus Christ live in you? Through the Holy Spirit. Because when he died, he opened up a fountain that was filled with blood that flows from Emmanuel's veins. If the sinner, if the sinner fall beneath the flow, he'll lose all his guilty stain. If you want to be sanctified, the only thing can sanctify you is the blood of Jesus Christ. If you want to be saved, the only thing that can save you is Jesus Christ. If you want to be glorified, if you want to be justified by faith, you want to have peace with God, you've got to come to Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says there is no other name given under heaven where men can be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. It says, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess 
that the Lord Jesus Christ is God Almighty and that he died on the cruel cross, stayed in the grave three days and three nights, and got up on the third day morning and coming back again. Oh, yes, he is. He's coming back like a mighty wind. He's coming back like a feeding bullet. He's coming back like, ooh, my God, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. He's coming back to do what? Judge the world. My, 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 my. Judge the world. He's going to judge it. And everybody that was ever born is going to be at one or two of the judgments that's going to happen. The first judgment is what? The rapture of the church. The church has to be judged. When the church is judged, then God's going to judge the world. And when he judges the world, that's going to be during the tribulation period. The tribulation period is where judgment will be brought up on the earth. Judgment. In other words, whatever you do, whatever you say, wherever you go, one thing about it. If you don't know Jesus Christ and you die, listen to me now. If you don't know Jesus Christ and you die tomorrow or you die tonight or you die four years from now, and without Christ, without accepting him as your Lord and Savior, you are going to go to hell according to the scriptures. Except a man be born again. He cannot enter the kingdom of God or see the kingdom of God, affiliate with the kingdom of God. Why? Because the kingdom of God does not come in observation. The, uh, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking and marrying and doing all this stuff. That's not the that's not the kingdom. Of, the kingdom of God is uh, the Holy Ghost, peace, love, and joy. When you got that, you have the kingdom of God within you. Through Jesus Christ, I tell you, I got joy unspeakable and full of glory. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, without the joy of the Lord, I couldn't survive in a world that's filled with sin and degradation. This is Elder Bazaar telling you now, we get ready to get into the Word. We get ready to get into the Word. I want you to bow your heads, whoever you are, wherever you are. Right now, in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you give me to come and preach your word in season, out of season, when people don't want to hear it, when they do want to hear it. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. You spared us a day, another day that we can preach the gospel, that we can tell somebody about the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. This is... What? This is Elder G. Bazaar coming, Watchman on the Wall, End Time Global Link Ministry. Out of all these 50, 57 years, 57 years, I've been preaching this gospel, and I've been covering it from Genesis to Revelation. I've been covering uh, some instance what I've been covering. I'm still covering. I'm going to cover it until Jesus Christ comes back. I've been covering about the rapture of the church. I've been covering about the Antichrist. I've been covering about the 144,000 Jews. I've been covering about Russia and Israel. I've been covering the mark of the beast 666. I've been covering the two witnesses that's going to come, amen, during the tribulation period. Uh, I've been covering the return of Jesus Christ when he comes back to the earth. I've been covering the millennium reign of Jesus Christ, the last 700 years, the, the last 1,000 years will be 
called the millennium reign. That's when sin will be eliminated as far as Satan is going to be put in the bottomless pit. And the only sin that man will have to deal with during the millennium reign is unbelief. God Almighty is going to restore mankind back into his original state before the fall. We will be holy unto the Lord forever. He's going to bring a whole human race for those that want to come and be with Jesus Christ. He's going to get what he wants. God is not going to make nobody get saved. God ain't going to push nobody to get saved, but he's wooing the world. He's telling the world to repent and believe on his son, Jesus Christ, so you can be saved. If you go to hell, it won't be God's fault. I'm going to tell you that again. If you go to hell, it will not be God's fault. It'll be your fault. Your fault because you rejected the love of God. The cross is the love of God. The cross is what God did for you and me and for the whole world. He took my place on the cross because I wouldn't have been able to take it. I wouldn't have been able to resurrect myself. I wouldn't be able to do what Jesus done. I'm a mortal man. I'm a human being. I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And when Jesus came, he was came born sinless. No sin at all. Perfect. Son of God. And he made a way. He made a way. He made a way. God made a way that I can escape the damnations of hell. That I can escape the burning liquid fire. That I can escape the torment and the anguish and the crying and the regret. He died that I could be saved from hell. H-E-L-L, and I don't have enough time to put any more L's on it, but it would go like something. Hell is hot. Hell is forever. Hell is eternal. Hell was bad for the devil and his angels. Hell, the only ones that's going to hell is those that rejected the atonement and the sanctification and the justification and salvation through Jesus Christ. That's the only ones going to hell. For without Christ, you won't be able to do nothing. You won't be able to sing. You won't be able to shout. You won't be able to do nothing without Christ. You won't be able to go to heaven. You won't be able to love people. Why? Because Christ is love. And if you know Jesus Christ, you can love everybody. You don't might you might not love what they're doing, but you can love everybody. I love the whole world. You know why I love the whole world? Because God loves the whole world. He don't love what they're doing. He don't love what they're saying. He don't like what they how they act. But He said, "I love you so much. I want to save you from that." And the world is saying, "The heck with it. I don't need it." But I've been preaching this for, like I said, fifty almost fifty eight years, and I made repeats on top of repeats. I'm going over the same thing I went over 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, still preaching the gospel, still preaching the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, still preaching revelation, 
Still preaching Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Come on now, preaching all down there in Proverbs. Come on down there in Ecclesiastes. Come on down there in Joel. Come on down there in Ezekiel and Daniel and Isaiah and Jeremiah. Come on down. I've been preaching through them books because them books is real. Them books are authentic. And the last book in the Bible, the last book in the Bible is Revelation. And now, We'll get ready to enter into Revelation. Revelation cannot come to pass until Jesus Christ raptures the church. We're at the end of the church age now. Church age is almost over. Church age is almost over. We ain't got but a few more months or a few more days or maybe a few more years. But the way it's looking now, it's a short time. The day is far spent. The sun is going down. And let me tell you, let me tell you something, church. Church time is over. Going to church ain't going to save you. What you need to do is you need to repent wherever you are. And quit trying to go hobo your way to hell. Because a lot of folks are going to hell through the church. That's hard to believe. Because the building that you go in and you have service is not the church. That's a place of worship. You are the church, born-again believers, sanctified one. It's the church. The church is a living organism. It's a spiritual living organism that's living through Jesus Christ every day, just not on Sunday. You praise him in the morning, you praise him at noon, and you praise him when the sun goes down. You praise him on a Monday, you praise him on a Tuesday, you praise him on a Wednesday, you praise him on a Thursday, you praise him whoo, all week long. You praise the Lord. You have a church. But some people go to church, they don't even praise the Lord. They don't even thank the Lord. They don't even uh, share the love of Christ with their fellow the fellow uh, uh, friends and neighbors, they don't want to, sh- oh, they're all jammed up in their self. Oh, I, I, I'm like, you the only one going to heaven. No, you're you in the wrong boat. The Bible says, whosoever will, let him come. Let the drunkard come. Let the liar come. Let the backbiter come. Let the whore come. Let the prostitute come. Let the homosexual come. Let the lesbian come. Let them come. Come on now. Come on. Come on down at the cross. At the cross is where Jesus died and shed his blood. And without the shedding of blood, there was no remission of sin. If Jesus Christ wouldn't have shed his blood on Calvary's cross, every soul would end up in hell. I'll say that again. If Jesus Christ, son of the living God, God himself, had not been slain and hung on a tree and beaten and spit on and embarrassed and dog, they dog him like a dog, if he wouldn't have let that occur upon him and went on back to hell and said, forget it all, every human being on this planet would go to hell. And don't you know that's what the devil want to do? He wants to drive the human race, all of God's creation, beautiful creation. God made everything beautiful, and the devil comes in and wrecks it. And that's where he'll do your life. 
And a lot of people just serving Satan, believing in Satan, worshiping Satan, and they said that we don't need God. But let me tell you something, brother, sister, uncle, and before you die and after you die, you're going to find out if you never received Christ in your life, you're going to find out exactly what you miss. You're going to miss the blessings of Jesus Christ. You're going to miss to know what it is to see God. You're going to miss to know what it is to have a mansion. You're going to miss to know that you see your love once again. You're going to miss it all because all the wicked will be cast into hell. H-E-L-L. Woo! I'm not tired yet. I still got to preach this word. What are we going to do today? We're going to go into the book of we're going into the book of Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. The Thessalonians. Apostle Paul writes. And when he writes, he wrote the word of God by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, as they were filled with the Holy Ghost. God called holy men to write the Holy Bible because God is holy. God can't work with unholiness. God can't work with unjustification. God can't work with things that come from Lucifer because Lucifer is wicked. He is beyond wicked. He has lost the battle. He cannot be saved. He cannot be redeemed. He cannot get back into heaven. He is doomed, damned, and everything. And he got a whooping coming. He's going to fry him in hell. God is going to cook him. You talking about hot? Ooh-wee. It's going to be hot for the devil. He is doomed in outer darkness. And he's going to be hollering and yelling and crying beyond tears. It's going to be so hot in hell, you ain't going to be able to make tears. Don't go to hell. Please don't. We're living in the last days. Jesus Christ getting ready to rapture the church almost. And when he comes, it's going to be like a twinkling of an eye. And here we find out the Apostle Paul is writing about the second coming of Jesus Christ in Second Thessalonians, second chapter, first verse. I'm going to read out of those verses. We got 17 verses. We might not cover it all, but we're going to try to dissect this and rightly divide the word of truth that I won't have to be ashamed and giving the honor to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Pastor Paul says, second chapter, second Thessalonians, he says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together, ooh, listen to this, our gathering together, we're going to gather together, we're going to gather together in the air. We're going to gather together at the throne of judgment. We're going to gather together, the whole church is going to gather together from around the world unto who? Him. The H-I-M, capital H-I-M. Who's the him? The capital H-I-M is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he's got a power to withdraw the born-again believers from the earth before we can be lifted up into the clouds we must have a changed body. This body cannot enter the kingdom of God. This flesh and blood that I'm walking around in now cannot enter the kingdom of God. I have to have a change. I, when I go to heaven, I got to have a what? I got to have a spiritual body. That spiritual body don't need blood. That spiritual body don't need 
a heart. That spirit body don't need things that I need now. And when Jesus Christ comes, he says, I warn you. Paul said, I warn you, brothers, by the coming of a, I'm warning you. I'm giving you, I'm going to give you some good information on prophecy. I'm giving you some good information on what's going to happen before Christ comes. What's supposed to happen is two phases. First phase, the rapture of the church. Second phase, second phase is the end of the tribulation where Christ comes with the clouds. The first phase is the rapture. He's not coming back to this earth until after the tribulation period. And when he comes back, he's coming back with the saints of God. He's coming back with those that was caught up in the rapture in the first phase. Because the church has already been judged at the end of the tribulation period. That's where the church gets its reward. That's where all born again, baptized, Holy Ghost, filled believers will meet the Lord in the air to be judged for their works. That's where I'm headed, 110%. I'm on my way. I'm on my way to glory land. But why I'm still here on earth, I got to proclaim to you right now. If you want to go to this glory land, you got to come on out of that or the attitude that you have. You need to quit trying to say, I'm good enough to go to heaven because you're not good enough. Nobody's good enough. I don't care how good you think you're. You're not good enough because we can't go to heaven on how good we are. The only way we can go to heaven is through the cross. Jesus Christ, Son of God, shed his blood, died, came up from the grave third day morning. Now he got all power in heaven and earth in his hand. So I'm beseeching you, brothers, of the coming of the Lord. And by our gathering together unto him, we're going to see Jesus. Second verse, day, you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, not by letter as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Apostle Paul is telling the Thessalonians there was a lot of hearsay going around back there in Thessalonica, just like it is going around in today. Now, gathering together until the Lord refers to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Phase, this phase refers strictly to the rapture. So that scripture right there is strictly dealing with the rapture. The second chapter says, there's false doctrines does this, messages in tongues and interpretation which purports to be of the Lord, but really were not pertaining to those who claim to have a word from the Lord, someone has written a letter claiming certain prophetic things and evidently has signed Paul's name to it, which means it was forgery. These people were heretics. These people back in Thessalonians were saying that Christ is not coming like this. Christ is not coming until the mid-tribulation or the post-tribulation. 
And some say there's no such thing as a rapture. And Paul said, now, don't be soon shaking in mind. Don't believe these funny letters. Don't believe all this that these wicked men are saying. There's a lot of church folks today, a lot of uh, 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 sectarian churches today that don't believe in the rapture. They don't believe in nothing but what they are told and never have even reached the scriptures or read the scriptures and get a spiritual understanding of what the word of God is saying. It says this year, someone wrote a letter claiming certain prophetic things, evidently was signed by Paul's name to it. Should have been translated the day of the Lord, because this is how best manuscript read. The day of the Lord referred to all events after the rapture. The day of the Lord's coming. After the rapture, it's, it's right now, it's the day of man. But after the rapture, it's the day of the Lord, because that's when the Lord is preparing the world for the tribulation period. The tribulation period is for judgment upon the wicked and judgment upon Israel and judgment upon the Gentiles and judgment upon the whole population of the world. It will not start until after the rapture. Apostle Paul said, let no man deceive you. Don't let no Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, or any fake person fool you or tell you the otherwise. If it's not scripture, it's junk. If it ain't coming out the Bible, it's nothing. If it ain't coming out the word of God, you can trash it. Why? Because it says, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a what? Falling away. Falling away. From what? Falling away from biblical principle teaching. Falling away from the unique birth of Christ. Falling away from the cross. Falling away from the new birth. Falling away from God's word and Telling everybody it's not necessary for all of this cross thing. You, we don't need Jesus to save us. We can save ourselves. We don't need to come to the cross. We just need to go to church and have parties and, 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 and sing songs and preach a little word here and a little word there. But really, we don't have to worry about that. God is going to let us sin anyway. Don't you believe that? Don't you believe that? Don't you try to ride off of God's love and say, now, we know God loves you, but one thing he can't stand, one thing he resents, one thing he will get rid of, and that is sin. And if sin is in your soul, sin is in your mind, and you're doing things the opposite of what Christ wants you to do, and what he tells us to do, he said, repent. 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 Turn. Turn from your wicked ways and be broken up with a contrite spirit and be sorry towards God. Realize it. He could destroy you, get rid of you of any minute of the day. And there's nobody that you can report God to and tell him do something about it. Because whatever God do, nobody can do anything about it because he's God all by himself. But I thank God that he's loved. He's got so much love that people are trampling it under. 
He's got so much grace that people are misusing it. Let me tell you something. God is so much love that let me tell you, he said, I've drawn you because of my love. Because let me tell you, you don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. And if you don't believe me, God can get angry. Yeah, look at this. God can get angry. God can tear up some stuff. God can God can judge anybody he feels like it. And if you don't believe me, you better talk to Jezebel. You better talk to that wicked woman. That woman was so wicked, and yet still God gave her opportunity of mercy. She was so wicked, no man could handle her. No man could tell her what to do. She was in control with 850 Baal Baal prophets. She was trying to turn Israel away from Yahweh. And guess what? She was doing it because the men were letting her do it. And God told Jezebel, that wicked woman, if you don't come to yourself and repent, I'm going to liquidate you. I'm going to eliminate you. I'm going to put something on you that the FBI, the CIA, is not going to be able to take care of it. And that is, I'm going to bring judgment upon you. And you know what? Jezebel says, I ain't studying you, Huawei. I'm not studying Jehovah. I ain't worried about this God that's supposed to be the God of Israel. I, I ain't never heard of it. Only thing I've seen, I've seen his people, and his people is subject to my power and my son. That I've seduced them down to worshiping Baal, worshiping Moloch, worshiping all these Astra and all these false gods. Yes, I got them all. But God says, Jezebel, you better turn because you're getting under my skin. I'm going to do something with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of you. I'm going to get rid of you. And the anger of God came up in his nostril against Jezebel. And Jezebel, let me tell you, Jezebel died the worst death by God than any other human being that I know on the face of the earth. And I know God has judged other people other than Jezebel. But this is biblical. This is biblical. Jezebel told God in a figure of speech, the hell with you. I'm not listening to you. You ain't going to do nothing to me because I'm worshiping Baal. Baal can deliver me. My good looks can deliver me. And Jezebel kept on fooling around and messing around with God Almighty. And this is how she died. She died by being thrown off of a banisters. Two eunuchs picked Jezebel's body up and threw her over against the wall. And her body hit the wall. And blood was on the wall and it hit the ground. And then the chariots came and rolled over and messed her body into the soil of the earth. And then the hound dogs in Jerusalem came and smelt the blood of Jezebel. They came and ate everything up, everything up except her head 
her hands and her feet. They didn't even put a grave marker over her grave. Why? Because God said, Jezebel, because you didn't repent, I'm going to eliminate. I'm going to eliminate you. Why? Because you was a rebellious woman. And since the woman is styled after the church, there's another whore that's running on the rampage. And that whore is found in the 17th chapter of Revelation. That great whore, and it's symbolized with a woman riding a scarlet beast. Don't you know Jezebel was a prostitute? Don't you know she was prostituting a false prophet? Don't you know she was getting uh, 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 um, apartments for men to have sex in the temple? Don't you know she was wicked? And don't you know this year woman that's coming up in the book of Revelation, the 17th chapter, she's riding on a scarlet beast, and she looks good to the world. Don't you know the false church is a representative of that whore that's set up on the scarlet beast? Don't you know the church of Babylon and out of Rome, this revived Roman Empire, because the Rome Empire comes from a whorish doctrine? Don't you know all the empires of the world? followed whoredom? Don't you know Egypt followed whoredom? Don't you know the Assyrians followed whoredom? Don't you know Babylon? Don't you know Media Persia followed whoredom? Don't you know all these world religions today is following whoredom? Don't you know the Roman Catholic Church? Woo! I had to take a break. Thank you, Lord. This Roman Catholic Church is going to follow up and end up the same way Jezebel going to end up. Because this woman in the 17th chapter of Revelation is the world church. And this world church is composed of, let me tell you what it's composed of. It's composed of all the occult religions of the world. All the Scientologists, all the Jehovah Witnesses, all these false religions is going to link up with this one church under the influence of the Pope, under the influence of the Antichrist. They will rule this Roman Catholic Church called Mystery Babylon. It will be a worldwide church. It will captivate every unsaved, unregenerated. All the religions of the world will link up with this one church under the power of the Antichrist, and he will be considered himself as being God Almighty, and the world will wonder after the beast. The whole world will wonder after this woman, because this woman... This woman is found in the book of Revelation, and let me read how she looked, what she looked like. And that's why the world is going to follow her, because she don't have no principles of living holy. No principles of living holy, and the devil hates holiness. And so he's got his own church 
which rotten, low down, dirty people, people who will cuss God out, people who lie on God, people who have no regard of the cross. They don't respect the cross. They don't fear the cross. But let me tell you, there's something to fear when you reject the gift of God through Jesus Christ and you spit at the cross, you hammer down, you laugh at the cross, but there's a day coming when you turn the cross upside down, you got a sword, and that sword is going to cut down the wicked because Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth with the saints of God. He's coming back at the end of the tribulation period, and guess who he's going to cut down at at his return to earth? It's the second coming. He's going to tear down all the legal armies of the world, and there's going to be a battle at a, at a, at a, at a place called Megiddo. It's called the Battle of Armageddon. And Armageddon is when Jesus Christ comes back with the church, woo, and he's going to cut down the armies of the world. He's going to destroy the armies of the world because the nations of the world is going to come and meet Jesus Christ in Jerusalem, and Jesus Christ is going to and a sword will come out of his mouth, and he will cut down every every rebellion army that's going to meet him at Megiddo. And to tell me the blood, the blood, the blood is going to be so high that it'll be up to the horse's bridle over 200 square miles. You talking about a bloody slaughter? It's going to slaughter the wicked. It's going to slaughter the woman. It's going to slaughter the Antichrist. It's going to slaughter the beast. It's going to tear down everything that's not like God. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you don't know him as your emancipator, if you don't know him as the redeemer of your soul, if you don't know him as the bread of heaven, if you don't know him as the road of Sharon and the lily of the valley, if you don't know him, him in the pardon of your sins and your soul is sanctified, you're going to be cut down. You're going to be cut down. Listen, listen to how this woman looked in the 17th chapter of Revelation. This ain't no, this ain't no, this ain't no playhouse. This ain't no Mickey Mouse. This ain't no Donald Duck. This is a real deal. Listen to what it said in the 17th chapter of Revelation about this year woman on this scarlet beast. I won't be able to read it. All of it, I'm going to read some of it. It says, and there came out of the seven angels, which had the seven vows, and talked with me, saying unto me, come up here, I will show unto you the judgment of the what? Great whore. The judgment of the false church. Every name, denomination. There's some people in denominationalism is joining up with the Roman Catholic Church. Protestants are joining up with the Roman Catholic Church. And when you do that, you're denying salvation through Jesus Christ only because salvation don't come by the Pope. It don't come by the Antichrist. It don't come by the dragon. It comes true, real salvation comes only by Jesus Christ. It don't come by how much money you got. It comes by Jesus Christ. Listen, it says, come up here. I will show you the judgment of the great whore who sits up on many waters. The great whore refers to the religions, the religions of the world that ever have been, which are devised by men. Men make them up. Men make these religions up as a substitute for Jesus Christ and him crucified. God's way, God's way, God's way is 
Christ's way and him crucified alone. Can't take nothing out of it. You can't add nothing to it. It's alone as well. The many waters are symbol of multitude of people. Every human being that follows this year new world order and new church and new economical system, all the people that follow this will see what this great horde looks like. Now listen to what he says. With, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, both spiritual and physical. Physical fornication is the physical man and woman. Physical, physical means human. Spiritual is when you try to fornicate with Jesus Christ. This spiritually, you claim Jesus Christ, but you worship in Baal. In other words, hypocrites. Hypocrites are people who name Christ, but they don't know Christ, so they have an influx on false religion. They believe it's not necessary to repent. They, they don't believe that Jesus Christ actually died and rose again. They don't believe he has power enough to save your soul from sin. And so they say, we, we believe in Christ, but we're going to do what, what the Antichrist prefers to do. Listen to what it says. Have committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Drunk with sex. Drunk with drugs. Drunk with wife swapping. Drunk with homosexuality. Drunk with lesbianism. Drunk with incest sin. Drunk with porno. Drunk. They're drinking sin. Let's see. Let's see what, what it says in the cup. Let's get down to that. Amen. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman up on a scarlet colored beast, a red beast. The woman is, is organized religion. The woman is organized religion. By that we mean any religion. Now listen, any religion or form of religion claiming to have the way of salvation of victory other than the cross, other than the cross, the scarlet color indicates blood and pertains to great persecution. Full of names and blasphemy refers to this woman opposing, just like Jezebel opposed plan of God in every capacity. Jezebel opposed temple worshiping and offer sacrifice for sins of people. Jezebel denied that God is the God of Israel. She denied it. She spit in God's face. And God said, all right, vengeance is mine. I shall repay this modern-day church today is doing absolutely the same thing. There are people in church that's liars, prostitutes, backbiters, haters of God, in church claiming Christ, 
do anything they want to do, say anything they want to do. There's preachers preaching the opposite of what Christ said preached. Preach the cross, save Jesus and him crucified, died and rose again, coming back again to get a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle. And let me tell you, if you ain't saved, you got wrinkles, spots, and all kind of cracks and corners. And the only way you can come out of that, you've got to go to cross. Come on now. This ain't no joke. This is serious business. Listen what it says. This scarlet color indicates the blood that pertains to the great persecution. This church, this church here, during the tribulation period, is going to persecute Israel and it's going to persecute the Christians that's going to get saved during the tribulation period. This church is going to actually hang people, behead people. They're going to, they're going to lock them up. The government is going to lock them up. The government is going to persecute born-again believers after the rapture of the church because after the rapture of the church, there's going to be some people, a whole a whole lot of people are going to be saved after the rapture by the preaching of what? 144,000 Jews are going to preach for three and one half years in the first part of the tribulation period. Don't you let me tell you, this is coming. It's coming. It's coming like a freight train. It's rolling. I mean, it's rolling. And when it comes, this false church is going to persecute the true church all through history. Unregenerated men, people who do not believe in the holiness of God, always persecute the church because of his righteousness, because of his trust in Jesus Christ, of his love that this true church has, where the false church don't have no love for Christ. And if a man say he loved God and hate his brother, he's a barefaced liar. He's lying. You can't love God and hate your brother. Where God you never seen, and here you had your brother right here. You're a fake, you're a phony, you're a phony liar. Because no liars will ever come in the presence of God Almighty. I don't care what kind of lie you done told. You will never come in the presence of God. A murderer will never come into presence. A murderer will not be caught up in the rapture. A liar will not be caught up in the rapture. And who is a liar? A liar is anybody that denied that Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh. You are a liar. You are calling God a lie. When you said that Jesus Christ did not die and he shed his blood and he paid three days and three nights in the grave and he got up, on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. Listen to what this woman said. So any other religion that denied the salvation, victory, other than the cross, other than the cross, the scarlet color indicates blood and great persecution, refers to this woman Opposing plan of God in every capacity. This pertains to the scarlet color. Not the woman, the seven heads represent the seven empires that persecuted Israel in the past. With the last one yet future, they are Egypt, Assyrian Empire, the Babylonian Empire, 
the Median Persian Empire, the Greece Empire, the Rome Empire. These empires are gone, but the same spirits, the same fallen angels, the same demonic devils, Nephilims, and satires, and spirits of demonic possession, they exist today, right now. And they are reestablishing, they are reestablishing that old teaching which has always been here, and they are going to call it a reset. Because the government is going to turn on the whole Christian faith. The government is going to turn. The CIA, the FBI, the armed forces is going to turn on Christian living and the church, the tribulation saints, they're going to turn on them. And when they turn on them, fallen countries that don't exist no more. Egypt is here, but it, it, ain't, it, ain't, no, it ain't no empire. Assyrian is here. Babylon is here. Media and Persian here. Iran and Iraq is here. And Greece is here, but they don't have no power. But they got the power through these spirits that right now are encircling the earth. These demons, these devils, these nephilims, these flying entities that you are dealing with, UFOs, are these fallen angels of ancient time. They still exist. They don't change. They got the same idea. They got the same way they had under these empires, they are using it today to what? Finish up the final works that they are trying to do, and that is deceive the whole world. The ten horns represent ten nations that will arise out of the old Roman Empire. The revived Roman Empire has already been revived. It was revived and started reviving in 1948. From 1948 to 1986, 10 horns came up with new existence. 10 horns. And these horns is the European common market known as NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. These are the 10 horns. They exist today. They are waiting for what? They are waiting for the Antichrist because the Antichrist is the head of these ten nations, which are the ten horns, the ten toes, the ten crowds, and the ten kings. NATO will take, give all their authority to the Antichrist. When they give their authority to the Antichrist, in the middle of the tribulation period, all the power, these demons will give to the Antichrist, which is the devil. The devil's working behind the scene. He's working through the human race. And the Antichrist is the one that's going to be used by the devil because the devil, listen to what I'm telling you now, the devil is going to incarnate himself into the Antichrist in the middle of the tribulation period during the time of this fake resurrection 
this fake resurrection that Lucifer is going to perform. The Antichrist is going to come on the scene, and he's going to talk real sweet the first three and one half years. And when he starts talk, talking sweet, the world is going to say, this is what we want. This is what we want. We want somebody to know what they're doing. We don't want somebody that's going to be uh, uh, able to make peace with Israel. We want somebody that's going to have power enough to make fire come out of heaven. We, we, that's what we want, and they are going to listen to the Antichrist. And in the middle of the tribulation period, in the middle of the tribulation, what I'm telling you, listen, what, this is Bible. In the middle of the tribulation, there's going to be a war in heaven. And this war is found in the 12th chapter of Revelation. The demons that's in first and second heaven now, that's flying in these UFOs, they're getting ready to invade earth. You hear what I said? They're getting ready to invade. Brother Bazaar know what he's talking about. I'm coming from the word of God. I'll challenge anybody. I don't care how high preacher is. I'll challenge anybody. I'll challenge any beast. I'll challenge anything that the word of God is going to happen, it's going to happen, and this Antichrist is going to be assassinated. I said the Antichrist will be assassinated in the middle of the tribulation period. Uh, insert, the church will not be here at all, at all. Not the name of a Pacific church. It ain't going to be no Baptist. It ain't going to be no Presbyterian. It ain't going to be none of these uh, uh, occult religions. And, and, and uh, It's going to be saints of God that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Those that have given their life to Jesus Christ and willing enough to die for it. Those that love God and love his people. Those that's willing to go out and tell somebody about the love of Jesus Christ and how he's coming back to judge the world in righteousness. So this Antichrist is going to be shot in the head with a bullet. And he's going to be killed. And he's going to lay in the morgue for three days. And there's going to be a war. Between Michael and the dragon, and the dragon and his angels were cast out of heaven. The first cast is when Lucifer was cast out. The second cast is when he's going to be cast to first and second. He was cast to the first and second heaven, and the third cast is going to be when he be cast to earth. Huh? He'd be cast to earth. When he's cast to earth, from there he's going to the bottomless pit. From the bottomless pit, he's going to hell. That's five casting down. And Satan, in the 14th chapter of Isaiah, he said, I will exalt my high. I will, he's talking about, I will five times. And God said, no, you don't. I'm going to cast you out five times. From heaven to Gehenna Lake, the lake of fire. That's where you're going. And so what happened? These UFOs, these entities that's flying in the air, and the worldwide people have seen them. They have seen them. They are, they are in relationship with the Roman Catholic Church. The Pope knows who they are. Some of the presidents of the United States know who they are. They know because they're keeping it secret because they're what? They're what? Confederation with these beings. 
these spiritual beings, these wicked spirits. And these wicked spirits right now is getting ready to be dethroned in first and second heaven. Why? Let me tell you where they are. They in what? Oh, look here, look here, look here. Woo! Let me, let me show you where they are. Let me show you where these rascals are lingering right now. Go to Ephesians. In the book of Ephesians, sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians, and you will find these words. Sixth chapter reads this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our foes are not humans. However, Satan constantly used human beings to carry out his dirty work. But against, this is what we fight against. We fight against principalities, rulers or beings of the highest rank in Satan's kingdom. Against powers, the rank immediately below the principalities. Against the rulers of doctors of this world, those who carry out the instruction of powers. Against spiritual wickedness in what? High places. This refers to demon spirit. So you got demons, you got ranks of spirits in first and second heaven, above your head, in the clouds. In the zodiac, in the cosmos, these are rules. That's what Satan is ruling now. He's ruling this world from first and second heaven. He's got agents going out, using the human race to try to defy and deceive the whole world. And you are working, and you can see it working today. Every wicked thing that's going on this planet, right? Every wicked thing is going on. Come from first and second heaven. And Michael is going to dethrone Satan from first and second heaven. It's already been televised. We got all these space movies. We got Will Smith in Independence Day. We got all these uh, 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 close encounters. We got picture movies all over the world that's making these pictures, and they're making these pictures because these entities actually exist. They are living. They fly through the air. They got rapid speed. The, 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 nothing can stop them. Nothing can move as fast as they have. Even they are flying jet planes, and men in, in jet planes, I've seen them go past them in a speed of a light. They can change direction in a on a dime. These are wicked, malignant, fallen Angels, Nephilims, and demons. And guess what? They're getting ready to come down to earth. And you know something? It feels like they're almost here because the world is going crazy. The world is going mad. It's insane. It is debauchery. It is wicked that God will have to shorten the days. The human being can hardly live on it right now. Trouble everywhere. Everywhere you go, trouble. In the church is trouble. On the street is trouble. Down at the job is trouble. On the post, man, he's got trouble. 
trouble everywhere. Men are confused. The saint asylum is full. The prison house is full. The families are broken up. The families are going mad. Divorced and remarried and living together. All this stuff is what? Satanic. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse after the church is gone because the church is a restrainer now. The church is holding back these demons from coming now. They won't come while the church is here. But after the church leaves, they're going to come. Because when the Antichrist comes back from the dead, when he's resurrected from the dead, the world is going to be amazed. The Jews are going to be amazed. Everything is going to be shocking. It's going to be turned into a nightmare. It's going to be a night fright. It's going to be suicide spirits will hover the earth, and people will be wanting to die and can't die. People will be running to the church building, trying to find a way out, but running to the church building ain't going to happen. So what happens? After this body lays dead in the morgue for three days and three nights, Lucifer, bells above, huh? Bells above, wicked spirits are going to what? He's going to incarnate himself inside of the body of the dead Antichrist. And when he resurrects, this Antichrist from the dead, he will be resurrected and he will call himself God Almighty. And he will have control. Listen now. He will have control of the political world, the religious world, and the financial world, economical world. He will be ruling the world with the ten horns, ten crowns, ten toes, and ten kings with the ten European common markets. And his dictatorship-type spirits will go out to the four corners of the earth and bring the world under one world government, and it will be ruled by the beasts. Because before his resurrection, he is called the Antichrist. After He's resurrected. He's called the beast because the devil will be in control of this Antichrist, and they will be beastly. They will be bloodthirsty. They will be murderers. They will be con. They don't care what you do. They don't care if you're a drug addict. They don't care if you're a liar. They don't care if you're homosexual. They just say, Satan says, just worship me. I want you to worship me in the form of iniquity. I want you to do evil things because the more you worship Satan, the more evil you can get, and the more Satan will give you power to worship him, and the world is looking for the worship of Satan, and it's on its way. It's on its way, my friends. It's on its way. We only got a short time for the church. We're getting out of here. But after the church has been raptured up, 
This is when all this year fake resurrection will occur. This is when the devil will fight against that great Michael angel. Michael will cast Satan out of heaven. And just to make it verified and realistic, I'm going to go to the 12th chapter of Revelation. And the 12th chapter says in the book of Revelation, as we read it right now, it says, and there was a war in heaven pertains to the mystery of God being finished. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels. Satan is fighting against Michael. Michael fighting against Satan. This pertains to Satan and all the angels who followed him being cast out of heaven. will take place at the midpoint of the great tribulation. While the Lord has allowed Satan and his dominion to remain in heaven, that's the first and second heaven, as I told you in the book of Ephesians, God gives Satan that throne in first and second heaven for a period of time. And Satan will remain in heaven ever since the 6,000 years before he was cast out to the earth, God gave him permission to lodge in first and second heaven. All this time, we aren't told it is a mystery, but it will now finish. Eighth verse says, and prevail not, neither was there found place anymore. All right, it's out. Satan is out of heaven. He's out of first and second heaven. Where is he? On earth. Walking up and down. Demons will actually invade earth with flying saucers and when all these entities. How many angels fell out of heaven when Satan rebelled? One third. One third. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of angels because a lot of angels God got a lot of angels. I don't know if he had 20, 29 billion or 39 billion angels, but he got a whole lot of angels, and one-third of those angels was cast out of heaven, and now they're in first and second heaven, and now they're working in beard joints. They're working in uh, uh, the cat house. They're working all around the world. They're working in their mafia. They're working in secret societies. They're working in all kinds of agencies and masonry. They're working. They're working double time. Why? Because the devil said, my time is up. I got to come down on earth now. And when I come down, I'm going to make a wreck out of it. He already wrecked it. He already wrecked it. Look at it. Look at your TV set. Look at your newspaper. Look at your streets. Look at our cities. Look at, look, just look at some of our churches. Some of our churches. Look at them. Messed up. Messed up. They have a form of godliness. They ain't got no power. Living any kind of way, saying any kind of old thing, and I'm going to heaven. No, you ain't. You're a lying wonder. You can't go. You got to come to the cross. You got to repent. 
and be broken down with godly sorrow. You got to have a nervous breakdown spiritually and realize that the fear of God needs to be put in your life to realize why you should fear God. You should fear God not to sin against him. Oh, yes, God will give you mercy. God will give you mercy. But you ought to fear God and know that if you reject Jesus Christ, you're going to hell, and God is not going to put you there. You're going to put yourself there because he is, he is the only way that you can escape the wrath to come is through Jesus Christ and no other. What it says, Satan prevail not. Satan will then be defeated. Incidentally, it is not Satan who instigate this war, but rather the archangel, Michael, at the command of God. You understand that? Satan didn't start this war. Michael did. Michael and his angels said, okay, Lucifer, it's time for you to go. You got to go. You don't had enough time to try to prove to the world that God ain't nothing. You have you had enough time now. You don't you don't prove all your wickedness, but you are trying to prove to the world that God don't exist, that He ain't no good. Ain't no it's time for you to get your clan, and I'm gonna cast you to the earth. I'm gonna cast you down there on the cities. I'm gonna cast you down there on all the population of the earth and those that are in sin unless you repent and believe on the lord jesus christ you're living in jeopardy so michael will start this war take all your ufos take all your flying machines and you're going out and now when he is resurrected from the dead he, the Antichrist, will say that he is God Almighty. And at that time, listen to what I'm saying. At that time, the temple, the temple that the Jews are getting ready to build, yes, within the next two years, the temple that they're getting ready to build, the temple that the Jews require that they have a third temple in order for the Messiah to come, yes, the Messiah is coming, but it's the wrong Messiah. It's the Messiah of damnation. It's the Messiah of Lucifer. He is going to break the covenant, and he is going to what? He is going to sit in the temple and exalt himself and tell the whole world. Y'all ain't paying no attention to me. You better watch it. This is what's happening. He's going to tell the whole world that he is God Almighty. He is going to what? Tell the whole world that he is God Almighty and that he come to do what? He come to rule the world. And what did he say? What the Antichrist is going to do when he break that covenant? Here's what he's going to do. He said, there's a, a come a fall of the way. That's that false church. Majority of the world, listen, the majority of the world will go to hell. Listen, I said, the majority of the world will go to hell. 
Jesus said, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many go in there at. For narrow is the way, for straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life, and very few will find it. Majority of the world is going to hell because Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, it's going to be the same way when the Son of Man get ready to come. And in the time of Noah, out of all the millions of people that was up on the earth, out of all the Nephilims and the, 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 the demons and the fallen angels working through humanity, it caused humanity to be lost, and majority of them were lost because only eight souls was received into the ark, and the rest of the population of the earth were drowned. And Jesus said, when I come back, he's going to find but little faith up on the earth. And there is little faith today, and there's going to be a little faith exactly when Jesus Christ comes back, and majority of the world will follow the Antichrist. Right? Listen, this is what he says. It'll be a fallen way first. Should have been translated, for that day shall not come except there come a departure first. Departure from the faith. Departure from the cross. Departure from redemption. Departure from the blood of Jesus Christ. Speaks of the rapture, which is instance said, the second coming cannot take place until certain things happen. And that man of sin is the man of sin. That son of perdition, the man that was marked to be the Antichrist, the man that was determined to be what? Perdition. In other words, he was made for hell. God knew, same way Judas was. Judas could have repented, but it was marked that he did repent and went and hung himself. This speaks of the Antichrist who must come upon the world scene before the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Antichrist coming first. The true Christ, the real deal, the Holy One, the one that have the royal diadem, the one that's eyes is flame of fire, the one that's had a golden girdle on, the one that he spoke and his voice sounded like many waters. He will come at the end of the seven-year tribulation. The Antichrist comes at the beginning of the tribulation, and Jesus Christ ends him at the end of the tribulation by coming from heaven with all the saints to judge the world and he will judge the Antichrist or false prophets, they will be cast into the lake of fire at the second second coming or the end of the tribulation period. But the devil will not be cast into the lake of fire until he served his sentence of a thousand years in the bottomless pit. He got to go to hell. All his cohorts, all his demons, all his Nephilim, has to be bound up in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years. That's literal years. That's years that we have today. 
1,000 years, Satan will be locked up. He won't be able to do nothing but cry and can't cry. He will be mad. He will t- he'll, be, he'll be trying to tear up the bottomless pit. All them angels in there bumping against each other, mad at each other, doomed for the lake of fire, doomed for the lake of fire. The only thing the devil can do, the only thing the devil can do is kill, rob, and destroy. And that's what he's been doing ever since then. But now an angel came from heaven and put the handcuffs on him and threw all his demons into the bottomless pit. And the Antichrist, the false prophet, was cast into the lake of fire. When they be cast into the lake of fire at the end of the tribulation period, they have they would have been in hell for a thousand years after Satan woo, will be loosed for one more time. And his job was to kill, rob, and destroy because the people that were born during the millennium reign it was not regenerated. They did not accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and they're going to be with Jesus Christ on this earth for a thousand years. They're going to see him. They're going to go in, up into the holy temples and worship him. They're going to have all the preeminence, all the proper way to see Jesus Christ. Woo! The nail prints and everything going to be revealed to the millennium saints and those that did not accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. We'll be here when Satan is loose one more time. And when he's loose the last time, he will go after those that did not accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior during the millennium reign. Prove it to you that one sin you cannot blame on the devil. If you blame anybody, anything on the devil, you can't blame this on the devil. You can't blame unbelief on the devil. The devil believes and trembles. He believes the Bible. He believes who he knows who God is. He knows what he can do. But he is going to prove to you that this is one sin you can't blame on me. My God, my God. Think about that. And after Satan is loose, he'll go out and gather another number. God and may God all over again. That would be the last time. That would be the last time that Satan will ever be able to mess with the human race. When he gets through at the end of millennium, he will be done. He then will be cast into the lake of fire. And he will burn up. Not up. But just burn. 10,000 years, burn it. 20 million years, burn it. Forever, burn it. You only have to say forever one time. But the Bible says forever and ever. That's forever. And my friends, the second resurrection, the second resurrection, of the whole human race of wicked people from Genesis all the way over to 20, 
23, all the way over after the millennium reign of Jesus Christ, all the wicked dead will be resurrected from the grave, and they will be suspended in the universe, in the cosmos, billions of people. And God will sit on the throne in the Bible. It's called the great white. Let me tell you, white is right. Right is white. The great white throne. And the Bible said books were open, one book after another. Books. And all was written in the book. Those wicked people will be judged. Everything that's written in that book. And he said, all these names, if your name is not found written in the book of life, the life that you live, if it's not found in that book, and then there's a lamb book of life. But this is not about the lamb. This is about the lion. God is going to judge. And he said, all those names that were not found written in the book of life, listen, listen, was cast into the lake of fire that burned with brimstone forever, forevermore, forevermore. And you notice it says cast. In other words, the angels will have a job on the great, White throne. They will have a job picking up people. Every foul, wicked person that ever lived. All the mafias and all the ring leaders, all the pillar huns, all the dictators, all the kings and princes, all the wicked people that lived in luscious life, all that laughed at God's. Woo! God said, I'm going to laugh at you now. At the end of time, God is going to laugh at you. Don't be laughed at by God. God don't want to laugh at you. He wants to save you from sin. No good in it. You ain't going to get nothing out of it. But eternal punishment. Jesus Christ said, I'm not just going to cover your sin. I'm going to take sin out of you. I'm going to wash you and make you whiter than snow. And when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, the blood of Jesus Christ will wash you whiter than snow. And when this Antichrist becomes the beast, he goes in the temple just like this. Let's see what the let's see what the Thessalonians two says two and four. Two and four says the son of perdition. This piece of the Antichrist who must come upon the world seen before the second coming of Jesus Christ. When he's raised from the dead, he will say, he will oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God. Anybody that says that their God is this and their God, he said, I'm above all gods, pertaining to his declaration of himself as deity, or that is worship, the Antichrist will 
put down all religions, at least in the area which he controls, making him alone the object of worship. What the devil wants, he wants worship. What the devil wants, he wants worship. I say, what the devil wants? The devil wants worship. So that he as God sits in the temple. Uh-oh, temple? What temple? The temple now that the Jews are preparing to build. That's the temple. No temple, Antichrist can't sit in it. No temple, Antichrist can't come. No temple, somebody wrong. And I know it ain't God. God said there's going to be a temple. Refers to the Jewish temple, which will be rebuilt in Jerusalem. The Antichrist will take over the temple, making it his religion, religious headquarters, showing himself that he is God. This proclaims his another of deity. It regards himself. Apostle Paul says, don't you remember that? When I was with you, I told you these things, and now you know. Now listen, what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time? For the mystery of iniquity does already work concerning false teachers by false teachers only, only, He, who is he? The church. Only he who now let, will let, until he, the church, be taken out of the way. Church has to be taken out of the way before the Antichrist can sit in the temple and consider himself to be God. The church will be taken out of the way. The pronoun he confuses some refers to the Antichrist, while in verse 7, he refers to the church. And then, shall the wicked be revealed, the Antichrist will be revealed. He can't be revealed now. He will be revealed after the rapture of the church, during the time of the resurrection. He's going to reveal that he is actually Jesus Christ, and that he is God, and he is not Jesus Christ, and he is not God. But the world will go hog wow. He says, and then shall the wicked be revealed. After the rapture of the church, the Antichrist proven conclusive that the rapture takes place before the great tribulation, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Woo! The Lord is going to destroy the Antichrist with the brightness of his coming when he comes back from heaven with the church. When he comes back with the church, he will eliminate the Antichrist, the false prophet, and cast them into the lake of fire. And he would take Lucifer and his demons and cast them into the bottomless pit and hold them there for a thousand years. 
And it says this, even him, the Antichrist, whose coming is after the working of Satan, means that Satan is the sponsor of the Antichrist with all power and signs and lying wonders. Proclaims the fact that the Antichrist rise to power, at least in the beginning, will be very religious. And with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them who perish. Refers to the fact that all lying powers and lying sons And wonders will be used to deceive the world. Because they receive, now listen, they receive not the love of truth that they might be saved. They reject, I'll say it again, they reject Christ and the cross. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. The rejection of Christ and the cross, if one doesn't want the truth, God will see to it one receive a delusion that they should believe a lie. Should have been translated that they should believe the lie, the Greek text has defined an article, the lie, which referred to a specific lie. That lie pertains to everything that leads to a person away from the cross. That's the lie. When people are led away from the cross, deny the cross, reject the cross, I don't want nothing to do with it, can't take the cross, then God will send them a strong illusion that they will believe a lie because they receive not the love of the truth. The truth shall make you free. And if Christ sets you free, you will be free indeed because when Christ comes into your life by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost knows the spirit of Antichrist automatically. But these people don't know the spirit of Antichrist because they don't have the spirit of God. And so God said, I'll give them up that they believe in the lie. He said that they might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's the closing. That's the meaning of this year's seven-year tribulation that's coming up. Everything is already set up. The wars already setting up. There's two wars coming. Rings of fire, where nations of the Palestinians are going to try to influx on Jerusalem. And then there's a war that's mentioned in 37th chapter, or 38th, 39th chapter of Ezekiel, called the Gog and Magog War. That is Putin. Or he will gather up nations to make confederation with him. And after the rings of fire, nations fail to overthrow 
Jerusalem because God is going to protect Jerusalem because that's his apple of his eye. That is the city in which Jesus Christ was born. That is the city that he did miracles. That is the city where he was, was uh, crucified outside of the gate of the city. That's the city that he was put in the grave. That's the city that he got up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth, went back to heaven, and he's been in heaven for the last 2,000 years, and now we're living in the last day, and he's on his way back. But before he comes back, Antichrist comes. He's coming with power and great glory. All the magician shows that you see, witchcraft that you see on TV, Satan is setting you up. People love that kind of picture stuff. They love them scary, horrified movies. Jason and all these people cutting their heads off, people uh, twisting their bodies. Why? Because devils love devils. The devil loves devils. I say it again. Devils love devils. And people love that kind of crap. That's abomination. That comes straight out of the pit of hell. Anything, let me tell you something. Anything that's not like God comes from the pits of hell. Anything that's not like God comes from the pits of hell. Pride comes from hell. Lasciviousness comes from hell. All that stuff, backbiting comes from hell. Homosexual comes from hell. Lesbianism comes from hell. It don't come from heaven. It's earthly. And earthly is closer to hell than heaven is. Heaven is far away, far away. But hell is in the bowels of the earth. Gehenna is in the bowels of the earth. Sheol is in the bowels of the Hades is in the bowels of the earth. The bottomless pit is in the bowels of the earth. And people today don't realize it. Don't realize it. That if you really don't come to Christ, if you really don't come to Christ, and give your life to Jesus Christ. That's going to be your home forever. And the Bible said, hell will be cast out into outer darkness, way away, way away. I don't know. I'm just saying it might be a black hole, but it's going to be cast away from God, separated forever. No reset, no Reconciliation No redemption No hope of getting out No hope of getting relief Forever, why? Because You want To live your own life And you want just a little bit of God But it's going to take all of God And who is all of God? All of God is Jesus Christ you receive Jesus Christ, you receive him once in your life. You don't go receive him over and over and over again. Accept him now. Jesus Christ is not coming back down here to die no more. He died once and for all. And when he died once and for all, it was sufficient enough to save you forever. And the forever comes under repentance. Turn from your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Elder Bazaar. I hope and I pray that you have been 
uplifted and that you have been enlightening on the word of God tonight. There's more to come. I ain't through yet. I'll be on as long as I can. My brother Tim Jackson, he's working. So he won't be on with tonight, but I hope to be with him on Saturdays, his program. We're constantly moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on because we actually believe right now, according to the scriptures, according to the signs of the times, and a, clo- a closing of this church age is almost here. And the world, I said the world's going to be shocked when it happens. It's going to be so devastating that the newspaper can't even explain it, and the newsman can't explain it, because it's going to be worldwide, and people are going to hear about it. There's going to be a great transformation from earth to glory when the church leaves the world. And they are not leaving the world in the back door. They're leaving the world in the front door because in the book of Revelation, in the book of Revelation, fourth chapter, John sees the rapture. John said, I saw a door open. In fact, let me get it. John said, I saw a door open. And that door is none other. Then the rapture. Let's read it. After this I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was it were a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither. That's the rapture. Come up hither. When he came up, he said, Now listen, I will show you things which must be hereafter. God, Jesus was saying, after the rapture, I'm going to show the church what's going to happen after it leaves earth. That's what he's saying. The rapture of the church, we go to heaven, when we get to heaven, we're going to see what happens after the rapture. Immediately, right now, I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one, hear what I said? One, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ is one, self-existence, no two heads, no three heads, no half a head, one head. Jesus Christ is God Almighty, and he was sitting on the throne, and he who sat on the throne to look upon was like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow around about the throne in the sight like unto him. And the rainbow is not a LBJ signia. The rainbow is a represent of God's holiness. 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 It's a covenant with mankind that God said this rainbow is a sign that the next judgment day, the final judgment day, it represents that the world will not be destroyed by water, but by fire. We are in that time now. 
where the world is getting ready to be judged. And the rainbow says it's not going to be water. Ain't nobody going to be able to take no bath. It's going to be fire. You think about it. Think about what you want to do with your life. Think about what's going to happen to you after you leave this planet. You got to leave one day. I know I got to leave. You got to leave too. And whether I die before Christ comes or whether I live before Christ comes, I still got to die. So why should you die and go to hell when you can die and go to heaven if you accept Jesus Christ now? Don't put it off no longer. How can I receive Christ? Romans 10.9. Romans 10.9. Let's see what Apostle Paul said. And Apostle Paul laid it down for it real plain. Romans 10 and 9, the justification book. Romans 10 9 says, That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, confess that Jesus is Lord of glory and the Savior of men, and that he died on the cross that we may be saved. Then he says, and shall believe in your heart, in your spirit being, that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth, you believe with your heart, not with your head, you believe with your heart, unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. If you what? You believe with your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that Jesus Christ is God Almighty and that Jesus Christ paid the penalty for your sins and that he took your place on the cross because he loves you so much that he's willing to give his life that through his death, through his burial, through his resurrection, you can come to him just by confessing with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the, the dead. The Bible said, thou shalt be saved. Why don't you do it right now? Only thing you've got to do is, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent of my sins. I'm sorry for what I am. I'm sorry for what I've done. And I am tired of sin. I'm tired of disobeying you. I'm tired of rejecting you. And now, Lord, I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Come in now. Come in now. If you believe that, that 2,000 years Christ died for you, if you believe that and you receive that and you confess that, the Bible said, thou shalt be saved. 
right now. In Jesus' name. In the wonderful name of Jesus. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I got about seven minutes. I think those that are listening, don't forget the word of God is true. Don't forget all that was said tonight. Check it out for yourself. Keep your eyes on Jesus, but watch Jerusalem. Keep your eyes on Jesus. But watch Jerusalem. See what's going on and what the Jews are getting ready to do. That warns you. That tells you right now. The rapture is on your doorstep. You will disappear if you save. I believe if anybody confess him out there, I believe you're saved now. And let me tell you, God will lead you through the Holy Spirit, exactly what to do. The question is asked, if you get saved today and Jesus Christ comes before you get baptized, would you go to heaven? The answer, absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. Water does not save. Faith saves you. But when you receive the Holy Spirit, God will lead you. and guide you into all truth to get baptized. And if you receive Christ in your life, you you want to get baptized. And you should be eager to get baptized. And God will bless you miraculously by obeying him. He's real tonight. He'll be real tomorrow. I thank God that I'm able to do this. I thank God. I praise the Lord. I, I, I don't know nothing else I would rather do than witness and tell you about what's getting ready to happen on the face of this earth so you can prepare yourself to meet Jesus Christ face to face. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is Elder G. Bazaar. Pray for me. Pray for my partner. Uh, uh, Tim Jackson, uh, he'll be on Saturdays evening at 7 o'clock, my time. I don't know what time zone you're in, but Sunday I'll be on at 5. Me and I think he'll be on with me on Sunday. I'll be with him on Saturday. So y'all pray for us that we'll continue to what? Bless somebody's soul. Remember this. You're not saved by works. Remember this, working can't get you to heaven, gets you there. Salvation gets you there. The cross gets you there. The blood of Jesus gets you there. And if you just believe what he done for you and accept it, now you're ready to work. You're ready to work for the Lord. I've been preaching for, like I said, 57 years working for the Lord. And I know I couldn't do it unless I was called and filled with the Holy Spirit. And God will do the same for you. You'll know that you know that you pass from death to life because of the love of God. You'll know that you're saved by the love you have. God bless you. God smile on you. 
God keep you forever until I see you. If I see you in the rapture, I can say hallelujah. Thank God. See you. Good night. And be blessed.